Good morning. Loudon's been simmering over what to do about that Confederate monument right in front of the old courthouse steps in Leesburg for a while now. But after the Board of Supervisors meeting last night, it looks like, at least for the time being, that statue's not going anywhere. For Thursday, September 21st, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. Paige Buscema here from Itopia Inc. with your iStyle file moment. Did you know that wearing poorly crafted sun lenses tricks your eye into letting down its natural defenses? Your pupil constricts to reduce light entering the eye. But in cheap sunglasses, the dark lens causes your pupil to dilate and allows harmful rays to come in. Meet the team and find out what lens is best for you at Itopia Inc., the eyewear vault in downtown Leesburg. Follow us online at Itopia Inc. That's at E-Y-E. T-O-P-I-A-I-N-C and itopiainc.com Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. After a long and heated debate over the Confederate memorial at the steps of the old courthouse in Leesburg, Loudoun supervisors did not pass a resolution to ask the General Assembly to give localities the power to move war monuments. This debate, of course, comes because right now the county does not have the legal authority to move a war monument once it goes up, even though it's on county property. County Chairwoman Phyllis Randall had proposed that the county ask the General Assembly for the authority to move war monuments. She has not explicitly called to move the statue. After that got out, Catoctin Supervisor Gary Higgins said he would not support the idea, saying it was, ultimately, an attempt to remove the Confederate statue. Instead, he offered his own proposal to have the county's Heritage Commission, quote, review the full historic significance of the Loudoun County Courthouse grounds and its statues, and to determine what additional memorials, monuments, statues, or interpretive context would be appropriate to fully reflect the history of the grounds, the county, and its citizens, end quote. That, of course, sparked some passionate arguments from Loudoners who came to the Board of Supervisors meeting last night. Some came to argue that the statue must be left where it is. They argued that it stands for veterans just like the other monuments around the courthouse lawn and said more monuments should be built instead if we need to tell the rest of the story. One guy said he's tired of hearing about slavery and everyone should get over it. But the majority of people, including every black person who addressed the board last night, came out to say the statue must go. Many of them gave a very personal perspective. They said the statue is a slap in the face, that it celebrates a movement that fought to keep black people enslaved, and that it sends a message that black people don't matter and don't have any power. At least a few of those speakers actually supported both ideas. They wanted the county to have the power to move the statue if it decides to, and they also wanted the Heritage Commission to consult on what should be done to put it in context. The board itself was evenly divided. Supervisors Kristen Umstadt, Karan Sains, and Ron Meyer all supported Chair Randall's idea. Supervisor Sains argued it makes more sense to put the statue at Ball's Bluff Battlefield Park. After all, he argued the statue isn't actually educating anyone where it stands. There's no placard or park ranger, it's just standing there. On the other hand, Board Vice Chair Ralph Bona and Supervisors Suzanne Volpe, Tony Buffington, and Supervisor Higgins opposed the idea. They argued that they didn't want the authority to move it because they know they don't want to move it, and that the General Assembly is unlikely to agree with Loudon's request. That meant a 4-4 four four tie. Dulles Supervisor Matt Letourneau, being of two minds, abstained. He didn't want to vote against local authority, 
but also said the idea wasn't ready for the General Assembly until Loudon decides what it actually wants to do with the statue, if anything. Supervisor Higgins' proposal about the Heritage Commission met with much less resistance than that. The chief debate was whether to also officially involve the Thomas Bulch Library Black History Committee, as Chair Randall proposed. She was concerned about what she saw as the relative lack of black people and black history on the Heritage Commission. That idea failed along party lines, with only Chair Randall, Supervisor Umstadt, and Supervisor Sains, the board's three Democrats, supporting. Chair Randall and Supervisor Sains then voted against the Heritage Commission idea overall because of their objections to not including the Black History Committee. Supervisor Umstadt voted for it, saying it was better than nothing. That idea passed 8-2. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story, and believe me, there's plenty more to it than I can get into a podcast, and I strongly suspect I'll be writing plenty more stories about this. Anyway, this story is at loudonnow.com slash morning minute. In other news, the county will be completely overhauling how it pays its employees after a comprehensive study of that system found Loudoun County is way behind the rest of the region. Dr. Jeff Ling of Evergreen Solutions, the consulting company brought in for the study, said the county has basically outgrown the system it put in place years ago. Loudoun County currently aims to pay its employees, on average, 95% of what is paid by competing jurisdictions, which it defines as Alexandria, Arlington, Fairfax, and Prince William. Every one of those jurisdictions aims to pay either 100% of the market midpoint or within 5 percentage points to either side. But Loudoun isn't even keeping up with the 95% thing. On average, uh, it falls somewhere in the range of 86%. The county will also change how it writes job descriptions for employees, and how many. The county classes employees in 10 broad career paths and 42 pay grades. In practice, the consultant found, the county has had to jury-rig its own system with market adjustments since the 1980s, creating 154 de facto pay grades. All this, according to Dr. Ling, could make it hard for Loudon to recruit and hang on to the best talent. He said the current compensation strategy doesn't target the best and brightest, although he hastened to add that's no comment on the people we have now. But he said we do not have a model that typically produces that result. It can also take a toll on the morale of employees. While the consultants found 70% of employees were satisfied with their work environment, 79% with working for the county, and 87% with the type of work they were doing, they found enormous dissatisfaction with pay. Only 17% of county employees reported satisfaction with the consistency of their raises, 20% with their overall pay plan, and 28% with their salary. It's especially hard on first responders like firefighters and EMTs. Check out our website for more about the particular difficulties they face. A week after suddenly firing Stephanie Kenyon as Morvan Park's executive director, the board of directors is staying mum. Ms. Kenyon was sacked after serving almost two years at the helm of the nonprofit, which operates the historic 1,000-acre Morvan Estate, the home of Virginia Governor Westmoreland Davis, just outside Leesburg. Leesburg attorney and Loudoun Fairfax Hunt master David H. Moyes said he was in shock after hearing the news. He and other leading equestrians said they had been impressed by Kenyon's stewardship of Morvan Park and her outreach to a wider audience for the estate. As of Tuesday, people are still looking for answers. Calls to Westmoreland Davis Memorial Foundation Board of Trustees Chairman Clark Davis are being routed to spokeswoman Cheryl Williams at Morvan Park. Ms. Kenyon said the decision was a surprise and that she was terminated without cause, 
but said she ended her stay at Morven Park amicably. While she's been there, Morven Park has seen success at its polo in the park matches and raised capital for three new arenas envisioned in the master plan for the estate, along with other things. But Miss Kenyon probably won't be spending too much time moping around the house. She's already been approached by several people seeking her expertise in the fundraising and nonprofit fields. And a man from Leesburg is facing a second-degree murder charge in the death of a James Madison University student in 2016. A Rockingham County grand jury has handed up an indictment against Joseph Fondaco almost 10 months after the death of freshman Haley Moore. In November, Ms. Moore was found unresponsive in her apartment by her friends and taken to a hospital where she died shortly thereafter. Authorities have released few details, but family members and friends have said her death was the result of a fatal drug overdose. Mr. Fondaco has been identified as a former JMU student who had briefly dated Ms. Moore and who was with her at the time of the overdose. Family members have said Ms. Moore had an opioid, marijuana, and Xanax in her system. He was initially charged with felony possession with the intent to distribute marijuana and felony possession with the intent to distribute Xanax. Ms. Moore's family and friends pressed prosecutors to pursue a murder charge. That campaign included a Change.org petition that got 1,372 signatures. Mr. Fondaco is scheduled to appear in court Monday for a bond hearing. Get the full story on all these stories over at loudonnow.com. While you're there, check out Jan Merker's story about Selma Mansion. After a year and a half of renovation, Sharon Virts and Scott Miller have restored a crumbling mess of a Loudon landmark to its former glory and moved in this summer. It's all at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, the George C. Marshall House in Leesburg will host a foreign policy brown bag discussion on Iran. Cost is $5 and it starts at noon. The Cooley Gallery in Leesburg is having ladies' night starting at 7 p.m. I'm actually not sure whether they'll be making ceramic pumpkins and acorns or pendants or possibly both, but it's $45 to get in and they look amazing. And it's trivia night at Black Walnut Brewery in Leesburg, also at 7 p.m. It's 10 bucks to play, and it benefits the Humane Society of Loudoun County. If that's not enough reason, your tickets also include a raffle drawing and a drink discount. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudoun.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day. Okay.